Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. So one of the ways that we can use our time well to make sure that we are valuing our time is through a morning routine. It is a set of habits or motions that you go through upon waking up. A morning routine gets you on track from the moment you wake up and it puts you in the right frame of mind for the rest of your day. Imagine being all groggy and sleepy and you're like, okay, what do I do next? And your brain's not really functioning or you don't know, you know, what you should start your day with. So that's a lot of stress and uncertainty that we wake up to. But when we have a routine, we know exactly what to do. We don't even have to think about it. You're listening to Project Loving Myself podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. Hello you and welcome back to episode 7 of this very special space that we have created for self-discovery and self-love. Thank you for coming back each week to listen in to these episodes and if they help you in any way then that's all that really matters to me. Now this week we will be talking about something that really really helped me in my own life and I decided that I wanted to do an episode and share it back with you. Now this is a topic that you've probably heard about, you might have read about it, maybe you've even watched a couple of videos about it. But I thought I would share my own experience and my take on morning routines and journaling. So around this time last year, I remember that I had a lot of different things that I was doing in my life and I felt like somehow I just couldn't give enough time to everything whether it was my children or my husband whether it was my work um or it was other projects that I was doing I remember feeling really stretched thin I also was pregnant and I was due to give birth in a couple of um months and it just felt like I wasn't quite able to balance my life the way that I needed it to be and given that I had a third child coming along I was starting to feel really overwhelmed and I didn't know how I was going to make it all work Anyways, I went on to give birth and I took some time off work and it helped to honestly just focus on the baby. And for a couple of months, you know, you're really just in that zone of taking care of the baby, 
just catching up and on as much sleep as you can. And your life is very simple because you know, for those couple of months after you've given birth, you know, your baby is just going to take over and you're prepared for it. But when I started to go back to work, of course, it was a very different story because now I had to think about my work. I had to think about, you know, the podcast and I had other projects and the center. I also had my clients. My kids were starting to go back to school in a face-to-face format. Things at home had to come back on track. And suddenly, you know, after this kind of beautiful space of it just being about me and baby and the family, you know, things kind of got back to real life. And so as I struggled, I would say, to get back to what real life looked like, I remember thinking, you know, how was I going to make this all work? How was I going to be able to manage everything that was my responsibility with the limited time that I had? And that feeling persisted of just not having enough time, not doing justice to any one aspect or area of my life because the kids need me, the baby needs me, you know, my employees need me, my center, my clients, my students, they need me. And I remember just feeling so pulled in so many different directions. Of course, a lot of that pressure, I know I was putting on myself. I wanted to do everything and I wanted to do everything well. I also felt like I had put on hold so many of my dream projects, so many things that I was truly passionate about, like writing, um, like creating classes, you know, things that I always thought I would do. But somehow as I would go through my day, just getting everything done was sort of my day-to-day goal that to have extra time left over to, you know, devote to passion projects, to do the things that truly made me happy just for me. Somehow there was just never enough time for those projects. I was essentially surviving, getting things done. And lucky for me, I had a lot of tools like meditation, I have theta healing, I have all these different things that was already helping me to maximize my time, to do so much that most people would say, you know, how are you even accomplishing those things that you're already doing? So along with the tools that I do have, I was able to cope really well even though sometimes I would feel overwhelmed or sometimes it would feel like a struggle, I would be able to work through those things and I would be able to move forward without, you know, that any of this affecting my mental health or weighing heavily on it. However, I knew that something just was not working. I knew there had to be a better way. I just didn't know it. And that is sort of the motivation that I started my search with. I started um, reading a lot of books. I started watching different videos. I started doing a little bit of research, trying to find, you know, how could I improve my um, ability to manage my life better? How could I stretch my time? How could I do more in less time? That's really the question that I started with. And that's what guided me in my search. And so as I worked on self-development, self-improvement, I learned the different skills and techniques that would help me be more productive, be more organized. I did see that where there was improvement in my life, 
but I still felt like time was something that I didn't completely have in my control, that it would slip away. And while I was doing a pretty decent job, I thought, of managing all my responsibilities, I still didn't feel like there was enough time for those passion projects that I really wanted to get to. So I started taking a couple of different classes, workshops. Again, you know, things improved, but they didn't change overnight. However, at the end of last year, around December, I decided that for 2022, I was going to go ahead and start my list, my New Year's resolution list early December. I set intentions that I would start 2022 being able to have a good relationship with time, being able to manage my time effectively and not feeling guilty about maybe not having enough time with my children or work or my clients or my students that I was going to do it better. And I think it was really the intention that helped me to direct my behavior in a way that I found exactly what I needed that was going to help me achieve a much better relationship with time, a much smoother day-to-day experience of my life where I would be able to get everything done. So the first thing that I implemented in my life was a morning routine. I had done a lot of reading on morning routines. I had sort of researched what are the different kinds of morning routines. And I came up with a morning routine that really worked for me. The second thing that I started to do at the beginning of 2022 was journaling. And between the morning routines and the journaling, I found a combination that really helped me to get my life back on track. Now, I've done journaling before in the past. I've had somewhat a morning routine also previously, especially before my third child. And the thing that I guess made it different from the journaling and morning routine that I started this year was I was very consistent with what I was doing and I was very structured. And I think that's what made all the difference for me. I also did so much research to find a morning routine and journaling practice that would really work for me. And so this is what I want to share with you today. Now, let me start by saying your time is valuable. You have to use it well. So one of the ways that we can use our time well to make sure that we are valuing our time is through a morning routine. What is a morning routine? It is a set of habits or motions that you go through upon waking up. A morning routine gets you on track from the moment you wake up and it puts you in the right frame of mind for the rest of your day. It has drastic effects on your focus and productivity. It removes the stress of uncertainty by giving you a routine. So when you wake up, you know exactly what you need to do. Imagine being all groggy and sleepy And you're like, okay, what do I do next? And your brain's not really functioning. Or you don't know, you know, what you should start your day with. So that's a lot of stress and uncertainty that we wake up to. But when we have a routine, we know exactly what to do. We don't even have to think about it. It's how we kind of get up and brush our teeth. We do it automatically. It's a habit that came from a routine that we started. So routines also help us create great habits. A morning routine gets you in control of your day rather than feeling like the day is running away from you. 
instead of feeling overloaded with tasks and not knowing where to start. So a morning routine can be extremely useful. In fact, if you can set up a powerful morning routine that you are able to stick to, it can transform your life completely like it did for me. The ideal morning routine through my research, I discovered, has a couple of key components. I'm going to give you a list of the different aspects that I think really make a morning routine work, but feel free to pick out the ones that appeal to you more than others. So I believe that a really good morning routine has some great nutrition in it. We would add movement of some kind. Mindfulness is extremely important as part of a morning routine. Journaling is actually a type of mindfulness activity. So you could tag it on to another mindfulness practice, or it could be a practice on its own. Some form of learning. And finally, a personal project. So these are the six different aspects that I have worked into my own morning routine. And so I share them with you as options for you to integrate into yours. Of course, there are certain keys that will ensure a successful morning routine. The first one is to start early, to plan the day before. And something that I learned from uh, a speaker and a coach, Marie Forleo, she talks about a practice called mise en place or prep. Now let's start with the idea of starting early. Why do we need to start early? Well, our brain actually works best first thing in the morning. Okay. Now, some people are night owls. Some people work better in the evenings. So you might have your own sort of way of working that works for you. And I'm not trying to change that. So if you work better at different hours, that's completely fine. But if you do want to start a morning routine, you know, it's called a morning routine. So it is in the morning. You want to have a morning routine that starts from the moment you wake up and it goes right until the point that you officially start your day. You might officially start your day when you get to work or when you have to take care of other things in the house. Whatever your responsibilities are, that's when your day officially starts. But the morning routine is sort of that one and a half to two hours that you give yourself before starting your day. And that's the time that I recommend that you devote to your morning routine. It's best to have that time before anyone else in the house is awake. That might really work for you because it would eliminate distractions and it would give you that kind of undivided attention to your morning routine practices. You would set up your wake-up time by working backwards from the time you go to sleep, making sure that you're getting at least, you know, seven to eight hours. I work best with about seven and a half hours of sleep. Um, seven is sort of my minimum. Eight is kind of at that point where anything more than eight hours is a bit too much sleep for me. I might get actually sleepier if I sleep more than eight hours. So you would know what's your ideal um, hours of sleep that you need. So you add that to your bedtime to get to your wake up time. 
or you start with the wake up time, subtract your ideal hours of sleep, and that will give you the best bedtime that would ensure that you get enough sleep and are ready, primed for your morning routine. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Studies say that snoozing your alarm actually messes with your sleep cycles and causes you to feel more tired and foggy because it disrupts your REM sleep. REM sleep is the stage of sleep where your brain is stimulated to help with learning and memory. It's kind of that deepest stage of your sleep cycle. And so one of the things I do recommend when you're waking up for your morning routine is not to hit the snooze button. You should actually wake up as soon as you hear the alarm. Now, uh, author and um, motivational speaker Mel Robbins wrote a book called The Five Second Rule. And she tells us that if you count five, four, three, two, one, okay, before, for example, snoozing, or doing any other bad habit or bad behavior that you're trying to change, you're more likely going to be able to override that inclination to do that bad habit or bad behavior. So for example, if you want to eat a piece of cake, if you reach for it right away, that's it. You're going to eat the cake and it's game over. But if you actually count down from five to one, you're more likely going to be able to resist taking that cake if you don't want to eat it and you can actually sort of coach yourself to avoid having it at all. Okay, so this five second rule might really work for you. Instead of hitting a snooze button, you hear the alarm, count five, four, three, two, one, and then roll out of bed. Okay, and that might help you to sort of overrule or break that bad habit of snoozing your alarm, which we know is actually not really good for you. So start early. And one of the first things that you want to do is get the right nutrition into your body. Many people tend to drink coffee or tea as soon as they wake up. It's kind of their way of jolting their brain awake. But if you keep drinking caffeine you know, the first thing that you do in the morning, eventually you might get problems like acid reflux, you might get, you know, acidity, you might have some kind of digestive issues because caffeine on an empty stomach is not really good for your digestive system. So I do recommend to coat your stomach with something like 
maybe lemon water. You can have some chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is um, a health supplement, I would say. It usually comes um, in the form of a um, mixture. You, you sort of mix this chlorophyll liquid into a glass of water, and that's really good for keeping your body clean. It's something I drink in the morning before my coffee. It neutralizes any stomach acidity so that you're kind of going in with a, a good enough pH level that when you drink the caffeine, even though it does add a little bit of acid into your digestion, it's still okay because you've sort of given your, your body the um, alkaline uh, water, lemon water or chlorophyll to help sort of balance off the caffeine. You can also take a little bit of apple cider vinegar and mix that with either hot water or cold water. That's another good um, sort of cleansing uh, supplement that you can take. The one I recommend for apple cider vinegar is Bragg's apple cider vinegar because it has something called the mother intact. Um, you can put like one teaspoon mixed with water. So I'm giving you three options, lemon water, chlorophyll. Um, you can also... Uh, replace chlorophyll with sort of something like wheatgrass. So anything that's really alkaline would help. And of course, the third option I suggested is apple cider vinegar mixed in water. So I read the research on apple cider vinegar, and apparently it is often used as a replacement for caffeine. So it might actually give you that extra boost of energy that you might require. Personally, I take a little bit of apple cider vinegar with hot water at night before I sleep, and that's really good for your lymphatic system. I do believe that having a healthy breakfast is really important, but I do my healthy breakfast as a reward after completing my morning routine. And by delaying breakfast, I'm giving my body some extra time to sort of recover, to digest anything that is still in my digestive system. And for those of you who do something called intermittent fasting, where you give your body about 15 to 16 hours to digest between your last meal of the night and your first meal of the next day, then, you know, delaying breakfast to after your morning routine really kind of helps you with that. And it helps you to um, stay fit and to make sure that you are burning your food, you're digesting it well, and you're giving your body enough time to recover. The second um, element of morning routines that I mentioned is movement. Movement is really important in your morning routine because it boosts energy levels and your metabolism. It improves the mood. It increases clarity and focus, and it also reduces stress and anxiety. Of course, you can move any way that you enjoy. You can walk the dog. You can do yoga. Perhaps you might just want to do a Surya Namaskar, so just a series of those um, poses. You might want to do an entire yoga class. You might want to do a workout, or you could even just grab a jump rope and jump rope for five or 10 minutes. You could do maybe 20 jumping jacks. So any kind of movement would do. You just want to get your blood flowing. You want to get kind of that energy moving in your body. And you can do it for five to 10 minutes, or you can do an entire, you know, 30 minute or one hour workout, whatever fits into your schedule and the way that you want to design your morning routine. Now, the third thing that I like to do as part of my morning routine is a mindfulness 
practice. Now, mindfulness is really anything where you take a pause in your life. You stop doing what you're always doing. Perhaps you meditate. Perhaps you do some inner contemplation. Or it might just be some quiet time. Whatever it is, it is time for you to connect with yourself, to connect with that voice that's inside of you. It's time to rest your mind and those crazy thoughts that are always running in your brain. So mindfulness is essentially pausing. There are many different kinds of mindfulness practices that you might want to do. I prefer meditation which reminds me of a quote by Deepak Chopra. He said that prayer is speaking to God. Meditation is allowing the spirit to speak to you. And so for me, meditation is that time for me to listen, to listen to that inspiration that comes into my mind. It's the creativity that sort of comes within me, or it's listening to what that voice inside of me wants to say. But another great type of mindfulness practice is journaling. I love doing journaling, but I do meditation with my journaling. In particular, I will go up in meditation. Sometimes that meditation may be 10 minutes, 30 minutes. Sometimes it could be even longer, depending on whether I'm using my meditation time to do some healing on myself as well. Whatever it is, I first connect through meditation to sort of my um, idea of the source energy. And I draw in the inspiration that I then use to write into my journal. Now, journaling helps you untangle your thoughts. It clears your head. It helps you to connect with yourself. It also declutters your brain when you write out your thoughts in the morning, and it frees up space in your mind for what is truly important for the day. Journaling improves mental clarity. It directs your focus to your goals, and it helps you to align with your intentions. I love looking at my goals every couple of days and just reminding myself, this is what I want to do. And in my journal, I might have some thoughts about it. I might add things to my list. Or I might just write about something that bothered me the day before. Journaling is the most low-cost way of therapy. And as you write, you actually release whatever's bothering you. You get more clarity on whatever's going on in your space. There are so many benefits of journaling. But most importantly is the fact that journaling is a way of pausing. It is a mindfulness practice that also reduces anxiety. Often journaling will create an awareness about your feelings. So you are connecting deeper with yourself. And in being aware of your feelings, it also helps you to regulate your emotions because now you can understand what you're feeling and you could perhaps even process it or coach yourself through those feelings. Journaling speeds up physical and emotional healing. There was a study done on a group of people in a hospital, and those that were actually journaling over the course of their recovery, they recovered quicker, both physically and emotionally, than those who were not journaling. Journaling is also a great place to get fresh ideas, and it sparks creativity. Now, there's a a lot of tips that I have for you when it comes to journaling. 
definitely journal on paper and not on the computer because it's the actual process of writing that seems to do a lot of healing and um, sort of inspires you to get in touch with yourself or to come up with great new ideas. It's the actual writing of it. Okay, the computer puts a little bit of a distance between you and your subconscious, but the writing actually connects directly to the right brain, which is then the root to our subconscious. Journaling is something you should make a habit, something you do consistently every day of your life if you can. Keep journaling simple. And you don't have to make it all fancy. It doesn't need to have a title or, you know, it doesn't have to have paragraphs. You can always set a timer, like setting a timer for, let's say, 10 minutes or even 20 minutes can help you make sure you don't lose track of time or you don't go on and on and on. And it also puts less pressure on you because you know, okay, I'm going to write for the 10 minutes that I have. Nobody is grading your journal and there are no rules. So don't try to write well, just write, just keep writing and write on anything you want. Write on scratch paper if you want. I personally like to have a beautiful notebook because I like to look at nice things and that kind of also gets me excited to write in my journal. So having a really pretty journal might also be kind of fun to work into your life. Now, there are many ways that you can journal and you can pick the one that works for you. You got to get creative, though, with your journal. Perhaps you want to write letters to yourself. I have a friend who writes letters to his three daughters in his journal. His journal is the legacy that he wants to leave to his children. And in his journal, he captures beautiful memories that they've shared. He puts in photographs. He makes it almost like a scrapbook. And I think that's such a beautiful thing to do. You can write lists in your journal. You can. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Draw. You can create art. Perhaps you want to write some poetry or song lyrics, any ideas, inspiration that comes to you. You can put that all in your journal. There really is no rule that you have to follow. If you're one of those people who doesn't know what to do in your journal and you feel kind of, you know, I don't know how to get creative. I'm not a creative person. Then you can just search online for journal prompts and there's so many available and you can pick a prompt for the day. It's just a question and you answer the question in your journal. You can use your journal to write about things that upset you things that hurt your feelings, perhaps things that happened the week before or the day before. And in your journal the next morning, you just write about how you feel. And in a sense, you're venting out your feelings or you're processing them. And that's actually really healthy to do. You can make a gratitude list or express gratitude in your journal. You could start your journal every morning with five things to be grateful for. You can put down inspiring quotes that you came across 
or things that you want to remember. You can write down your achievements. You can chronicle happy or sad moments. You can put down your goals, your vision. You can even do your five-year plan if you want. You can make your journal your dream diary. Okay, So there are lots of different things that you can do with your journal. There is an author by the name of Julia Cameron, and I believe she's written more than 40 books. One of her books is called um, The Artist Way, Artist's Way, and it is a New York Times bestseller uh, currently, and it has been um, in the bestseller lists for, you know, on and off for more than 30 years, which is when she actually wrote the book. And she talks about something called Morning Pages which is a practice of writing on paper three pages every morning of whatever's in your mind. And you're just kind of taking whatever thoughts are in your mind and putting it on paper without any filter, without thinking about it, without stopping yourself from just letting it all out. So if you're interested in learning more about this technique of morning pages, which is a type of journaling activity, then do check out Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way. The most important thing, though, about journaling is to be consistent, to write daily. And if you write for 21 days straight, you've essentially created a habit. So get to 21 days. And if you stop for one of the days in between, you're going to have to start that 21 days again. But when you do get to that 21st day, then you can rest assured that that journaling has become a habit in your subconscious. Now, another thing that I think works really well in a morning routine is adding some kind of learning into it. I do believe that when we learn something new, we inspire ourselves creatively. Learning can come in many forms. You could listen to a podcast. You could listen to Project Loving Myself as part of your routine. You could watch a YouTube video, read a book, practice a skill, or learn a new skill. Investing even 10 minutes towards some kind of personal growth daily will do a lot for you. Can you imagine 10 minutes every single day for a month, for six months, for one year? That's a lot of time that you can do something with. Growing every day is one of the most powerful and impactful things that you can do for yourself. And so scheduling that time in your morning routine will make sure that it really gets done. And the last thing that I suggest that you put into your morning routine is some kind of a personal project. It's something you're doing for yourself. One of the things that I did during the pandemic, which was a personal project, was compiling all my recipes into one master book. And it was handwritten. And for me, it was kind of therapeutic, but it was also, you know, pulling all these recipes that I'd collected over time together. And that was my personal project. My personal project today is designing a class or writing my book. So anything that really makes you excited in the beginning of your day, something that you are passionate about, something that you're doing for you, something that brings you joy, okay? That could be your personal project. Now, we want you to do a personal project in the morning routine because if you don't get it done in the morning, you're not gonna have time for it later in the day. 
that's really one of the biggest lessons that I've learned, that you don't schedule in that time to do something that matters to you. It's not going to get done. And usually if you try to do it at the end of the day, you're too tired or something else comes up or you run out of time or you got to get the kids to bed or there's something or the other that comes up. So do it in the morning. Also, your highest amount of cognitive energy is in the morning and it actually depletes over the course of the day. So if you want to, you know, do a personal project, you want to give it your best. So use the time in the morning where your energy levels and your mental energy, your cognitive fuel is at its peak and you'll be able to create something truly special. Devote time daily to your personal passion project, whatever that might be. Never check your email, social media, or respond to text messages or other kinds of messages in the morning. Often, you know, we wake up and we check our messages. And that's kind of like the worst thing to do with this beautiful mental energy that you have in the morning. Instead, channel that energy into your morning routine. Things like email and social media and WhatsApp and Viber and TikTok, those are things that you do towards the end of the day because your brain is so tired that you just want to consume. You want to consume content and it doesn't take a lot of brain power to just scroll through social media or reply to an email or to a text message. So instead of doing that the first thing in the morning, do it in the afternoon when you're already getting kind of a little bit tired and you're not at your best mental sort of energy levels. So we want to put the mundane tasks that don't require so much mental energy later in the day and use sort of your morning, that really key, beautiful, powerful mental energy that you have in the morning, use it towards something that really matters to you. I started today's episode saying your time is valuable. Use it wisely. Use your energy wisely. And there are two more things that I wanted to talk about before we wrap up. These are part of those three keys that make sure your morning routine will work for you. And the first one was to start early. But the second thing is planning. Planning your day before for what you're going to do today will ensure success. We waste a lot of valuable time in the morning deciding what do we need to do. We don't know where to start and all of that kind of uses up our mental energy, okay? But if we have a plan for what we need to do, then all we got to do is execute it. So make sure you have a plan ready from the day before for what you will do the next day. And that will make sure you get things done in a much more efficient and productive way. The key is do not overwhelm yourself Make a plan and get things done. And finally, Marie Forleo, who is an entrepreneur and best-selling author of the book, Everything is Figureoutable, calls this technique mise en place. She gets it from the chefs in France who prepare their food. So they chop the vegetables, they put all the ingredients on the table, and that is called mise en place. It's preparing for what you will later cook. And so she says that if we prepare the night before 
for everything we're going to do the next day, we're going to be a lot more successful at it. And we're not going to waste our valuable, precious time trying to get things organized or trying to find what we need. We should plan it out in advance. So do things like take your clothes out for the next day, pack your bag, prepare your work area if you're working at home, decide what chores need to get done. So plan for everything that you need to do for the next day and make sure it is all ready for you so that when you wake up in your morning, you do your morning routine, you do your journaling, you know, you add the nutrition, you add the movement, you add the mindfulness, all the things that you want to put into your morning routine. You can just kind of go through all of it and you do it day after day consistently. And you will find that your life will just feel a lot more calmer, easier. You'll feel like you're actually getting things done and you have time for the things that you really want to do, like your passion projects. You'll also start your day feeling so much better when you're eating healthier, when you are meditating, when you're moving your body. So we're also making sure that you're putting your physical and emotional self in the best space possible as you start your day. And this energy carries with you throughout your day until you reach the end of the day and you feel that sense of accomplishment and achievement. I hope this is something that will help you. I know it made a huge difference in my life when I started to get very organized about my morning routines, when I started making my journaling practice something that I didn't trade for anything else. But remember, whatever you choose to do in that morning routine or with the journaling, make sure you're having fun, okay? Enjoy it. It's not a task. It's not something anyone is forcing you to do. You're doing it for you. And that is the most important thing. The morning routines, the journaling, this is all for you to make your life easier because your time is valuable. On that note, thank you for joining me this week on the Project Loving Myself podcast with episode seven, season four. If you enjoyed this episode, if it worked for you, if you're doing things differently in your life, let me know. Post on stories and tag me at Sanaya Gurnamal and of course at Project Loving Myself podcast. Write in, send me a message in my inbox and you will get a reply from me. I leave you now with this week's quote. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. This is by Michael Altshuler. I thought this was extremely appropriate for today's episode. Thank you for joining me again on this episode. You are loved. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Pod Machine. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program or other programs of the network. 
Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.